Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is June 29, 2022, episode 125. My name is Sarah, and I'm here with Tyler. How are you, Tyler? Like clockwork. I was just about to speak, and your freaking cat jumps up in front of my face to the mic. Oh, she's like, oh, look, it's podcast time. She knows. My goodness. I am good, thank you. How are you? I am fine, thank you. I'm almost good, too. Molly always has to get her words in. What have you been up to? Uh, actually, I've, I've watched a few movies in the past week. that uh, Not in theaters, but uh, just stuff on Netflix or Amazon Prime. So I can talk briefly about those. Okay. As well as what I'm looking forward to. Um, I think next weekend is when the new Thor movie comes out. Okay. So I'll see that in theaters in a couple weeks or so. Uh, other than that, yeah, it's just like waiting for a few more things to come to streaming that I missed in theaters, like the Bob's Burgers movie mm. or... What else? So waiting for everything everywhere all at once to... Oh, that's next week? Uh, yeah, I think it's the 5th. So yeah, yeah, July 5th, I think, is when it comes to video on demand stuff. So that'd be cool. Um, yeah, I haven't been playing anything different. Just the usual grouping. I, I debated downloading like one of the PlayStation Plus games last night. Like maybe Spider-Man or um, even just like replaying like, a previous FPS game. Just trying to get myself in the mood to... I, I mean, yeah, I keep thought, keep thinking about going back to Until Dawn, but I just, I don't know, for some reason right now, I don't have the motivation to go through that type of narrative game. I need something a little more gamey, <laughs> interactive, so. But you cornered yourself by being in the middle of so many Battle Pass games that you have no time. Well, so much that. Like, I, I, I don't play them all every day. Like, I I haven't played Fortnite for a couple of days. I usually well, I play that with, with you or Luke. Um same with Fall. Like we played we had a good time playing Fall Guys yesterday. I made some good progress on that. Oh, you won a couple times. Yeah, and a couple wins. Uh I haven't played that much MLB this week only because it's the end of the current program. It's winding down. Actually the new one starts tomorrow. So I saw their live stream starts at two thirty PM. Yeah, it's always two thirty Eastern. So push the button stream for the new content. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and Apex is still good. Like I've uh God, I want to get more into the ranked in the next month because they they reset the thing yesterday they reset the splits and now it's it's on the world's edge map instead of storm point which is uh. better for ranked so yeah we'll see how that goes how about you with the uh, two point hospital what... i have been playing two point hospital but that's not very exciting it's just a hospital simulator game is it's it very like, hard do you listen to a podcast when you do that no i have to pay attention the whole time is it like audio cues or something like yeah like it, your hospital levels up as it goes along and if you hire more people, make more rooms. But there's so much intricate detail you need to know to be able to succeed at all the quests that you need to do that you have to constantly be paying attention, promoting people, making sure everybody's happy, making sure your rooms are up to snuff, making sure there's no lines anywhere, making sure you have all the proper pop machines. So there's no downtime. You're constantly doing something. Oh, you you told me a story the other day about how you were going to buy Disguise 6. Yeah, I complained last week uh, because the, July is called JRPG July, which I love to participate in. Uh, so I was going to play Xenoblade as my Switch game, and I was going to play Disguise 6 as my PlayStation game. Now, I complained last week that Disguise 6 PS4 was the same price on P- PS4 as it was PS5, and I thought that wasn't very fair at 90 Canadian dollars. So I didn't do it because it came with the the art book and soundtrack and i'm like i don't need that stuff i'm just gonna get it digitally for like the normal ps4 price of 80 dollars that i'm used to uh for a new game and so i waited till tuesday when it came out yesterday 
and it's $93 for the PS4 edition on PlayStation. And I'm just like, never mind. I don't need Disgaea, I guess. I guess the game has decided for me that I don't need it. So that was very sad. I wanted to support them, but geez louise, it's ridiculous. Yeah, we actually, I read an article the other day about people complaining about the price of that game in Europe as well. I think it's like 70 euros or something over there. I think it's like 70 American dollars also. And it's Mm -hmm. like, why? Like, why is this game, especially, like, I understand PS5 prices are higher. I get that. But for a PS4 game, I don't, I don't get it. I haven't upgraded for a reason because it's cheaper not to upgrade. But now I usually get all my new games through shoppers to use my PC points. They don't carry PS4 games anymore. Mm-hmm. They carry only PS. They only get PS5 versions. So I'm like, I just, I'm not allowed to get games anymore either. Unless you get PS5. They're everywhere now. I can easily get one. Really? Oh yeah. Stock like GameStop is... has them. Walmart has them. Costco has them. They've had them for days. Is that the the disc version or the all disc? Yeah. Like not even just Horizon bundles anymore. They have like them bundled with the Star Wars Lego game and um, mm. uh, Gran Turismo. I'm just like, I could get it whenever I wanted. I'm just, no. I'm I'm protesting. I, I want the second version that has a better hard drive. I'm, I don't want the one terabyte hard drive. That's all, I use five terabytes currently. No, I will wait for a skinnier version that comes in different colors and I don't have to add face plates to. You want the PS5 Pro or Slim, whatever they're going to... But it's but. not even like, there's no games I want for it. Like, every game that I want is still coming out on PlayStation 4. True. So why bother? Yeah. Except that I can't get, <laughs> I can't get games through <laughs> shoppers anymore, so I actually got to pay with real money. Pay real monies. Uh, and Snow Disguise. Yeah. Why? Um, nothing really stood out to you in the Nintendo Mini Direct the other day? Um, I'm surprised Nier Automata's coming to it. What's that again? Nier? Oh, You've played Nier. You've beat Nier once. What'd you call it? Inu- Nier Automata. Oh, I thought you said I thought you said something else. I thought you were saying like Inazuma or something. No, Nier so. Automata. Oh, okay. That's coming to Switch? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I am interested in the Mega Man Battle Network ones that uh, ripped off the TV show and uh, had a whole bunch of versions. But they're having like two collections of all of them on the Switch. So I will get that. Um, and everything else that I was interested in is coming to PlayStation 4 anyways. Like, the the final announcement was all the Persona games coming to Switch. I'm right. like, well, also coming to PS4, so I'll get it there. And PS5, Persona 5 is already there, so I'm not missing anything. Um, there was a couple other cool things. Oh, Dora, a new Doramon game. Um, but a lo- uh, there's a new, like, Harvest Simulator Square Enix is making, but it's like, they're all coming next year, so. Nothing, nothing soon. Oh, Dragon Quest Treasure, which is coming out in December. There you go. That's the most recent one. And Live Alive. But I already pre-ordered it, so I don't even care. I'm not going to get the demo. Um, for those that aren't aware, um, I think we mentioned this last week, but the Summer Games Done Quick marathon started this past Sunday. So it is, what, three days in so far? Four mm-hmm. days. Well, four days if you got Sunday. Um, it's only half of Sunday, though. True. Uh, yeah, it's going well so far. Uh, I, I think as of last night, they were at like half a million. I haven't checked today to see what the number's up to. They have a good... Uh, actually, I mean, as of the time we're recording this right now, they got some good some good runs going right now. I think they're playing Don- Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze right now. They're going to be playing Super Mario Sunshine later. They had a really good Super Mario Odyssey run 
late last night. They've been doing some really good runs, unfortunately, for our time zone, usually around like 11.30 p.m. or midnight. Yeah. So They've been but, nice to the Pacific time zone this year. Yeah. Week. But, I mean, you can always catch up with the, the video on demands. Oh, yeah. That's runs, what me and Lucas do so. during summer vacation on our lunches. Yeah. I heard someone mentioned yesterday uh, during the day, I guess, there was a really good Super Castlevania 4 run. Oh, what made and, it good? I don't know. Just, it was a fun run, I guess. Like, people like runs where it's more about skill than just breaking the game. Oh, yeah. Like, seeing a skilled platform runner. Yeah. Like, with Mario M- Meat Boy and stuff like that, yeah. too. Yeah, And there's also a... Well, Mega Man runs are always good, because same thing. It's yeah. usually just about quick skill and... I take, love races. Taking down the bosses yeah. in, like, three hits. Give me races, give me randomizers, mm-hmm. and give me bingos. That's all I want now. I've, I've seen these games, what, almost ten years being run? Yeah. I don't need to see them... I don't need to see any more Super Metroid. I don't need to see any more <laughs> Legend of Zelda or Queen of Time. Give me the different versions. That was the other one. The someone, someone said the Link's Awakening run was like so close to the end. Oh, I did watch on Twitter yeah. the ending. It was like, yeah. oh, they're both like the one guy was like one hit away on the final boss. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. Yeah, it seems, and I don't think I don't think they ran into too many tech issues so far, from what I've heard. Nothing, no, I think crippling. Yeah, because it's half in person, half remote, um, remote yeah. which is nice. Yeah, so that goes good, and uh, yeah, that, that runs until uh, Saturday night. Basically, yeah, the end of end of the Saturday. So people, if you want to check that out, you can check it out on Twitch, watch them live. You can also watch. I think they they put the video on demands up pretty quick. Like maybe they have gotten much better within a day or two. So, yeah, yeah, lots of stuff to check out there. Uh, yeah, so I got unless you have anything else you want to add on what I mentioned earlier, uh, a few movies I want to touch on. Quickly. Yes, please. I'm not going to get too deep into spoilers in any of these. I mean, they all they all just. Sorry, not all. Two of them just came out, so I'm not going to go too deep into those for people that want to watch them. The third movie I watched, I think, was released last year, but it's kind of an obscure film that I think most people have heard about, so I don't think I'm going to spoil much there for people. Um, I don't have any particular order here. I'm just going to go, I guess, with uh, off the top of my head. Two of them I watched were on Netflix, uh, and they're both Netflix, like, I, I guess you call I guess you call them Netflix originals. Like, Netflix bought the rights to distribute them. Mm. They're not movies that came out in theaters. They probably could have been theater movies based on the budget and the talent involved in the movies, but it's Netflix bought up the project, so that's where they are. So the first one uh, that I ha- heard a lot of good word of mouth about, and I wanted to check it out, even though on the surface the premise didn't really do anything to blow me away. Uh, the movie's called Hustle. Okay. Very simple title. Uh, it stars Adam Sandler, and when I say that, your brain can go one of two ways. It went to gemstone, Not gemstones. Uncut gems. Uncut gems. So yeah, I'd say it's well, I'd say it's closer to that that type of role for him compared to his usual like you know shtick. Yeah, like mm-hmm. like dumb comedies yeah. that he would do like Grown Ups and Jack yeah, and Jill and stuff like that. Well, no, no, his '90s comedies were good. It's when he did a bunch of garbage in the 2000s oh. that was like like well, yeah, like, that, like Jack and Jill or Grown Ups or like I don't know. I don't. I he don't did he I've did a bunch them. of he did a bunch of forgettable like comedies in the 2000s. But no, when he does dramatic work, this one definitely veers more towards the dramatic side. It's a little bit of comedy in there, but but that's just his his thing. Uh, so it's it's not based on a true story. It's a basketball movie. I was gonna say it's set in the NBA world. It's about he plays Adam Sandler plays a scout, professional scout for the Philadelphia 76ers. And again, this is all fictional, it's not based on any right. real people or anything. But he plays a scout. Um and uh, he he's like his in the in the film his his character I'm trying to remember his character's name, Stanley it's Stanley Sugarman, I think, or something like that. Everybody calls him Stan in the movie. So he was a former, like, college basketball player who, like, 
could have gone pro, but had an injury in college, kind of ruined his pro career. So he became, you know, he got into the NBA. He's, I guess, worked his way up as a scout. Wants to be like a coach or an assistant coach one day for the Sixers. So, anyways, uh, he was really close. He's really in the movie. He's really close to the, to the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers, older owner played by Robert Duvall, and uh, they have a couple of small scenes together. And then Duvall's character passes away, so his son inherits the team, uh-huh. and his son doesn't like Stan. So the, the, the older owner, the father, had basically agreed to make Stan an assistant coach before he passed away. But then the younger, the son that took over said, no, I need you to be a scout again. Like, you're, you're more valuable to us as a scout. Go back and be a scout. And he said many times about the film, he doesn't want to be a scout anymore because he has to travel a lot to scout international prospects. He's away from his family, yada, yada. So anyway, so basically the owner says to him, you find me like a top prospect. You give me a a top player and I'll let you be a coach I'll, I'll take you off scouting again so he ends up going to Spain to scout uh, some players there and then while he's there he comes across this like pickup basketball game happening in Spain with a bunch of you know younger guys in their 20s or whatever and he sees this one really tall Spanish guy who's just like dominating everybody and he's like oh like who, like, who is this kid like he wasn't at the tournament thing I was just watching with all other prospects right this guy this kid's just some unknown gem right mm-hmm. so he he basically um uh, follows follows the kid home and, and and talks to him and says like hey like you know let's I want to bring you to the U S I want you to there's like a scouting combine there you can do it play, take part in this thing and everybody once the NBA scouts will see you they'll want to draft you right right so that's the basically how the movie kicks off and then through from there it's it, it falls into a lot of cliches for sports movies you have your montages where he's just like working out with the guy trying to get him you know there's there's this running joke I guess throughout the film where he's he Stan takes him to this. It, it, it takes place. He brings him back to Philadelphia. Right. Obviously, that's where he lives. So there's a spot in Philadelphia where he, has, he tells me like you're gonna run up this steep hill that like bikers go up every day. He's like, I want you to get to the top of the hill in like a minute forty-five. So throughout the film, like the first time he runs, it takes him like three minutes. And throughout the film, they show his time going down and down as he gets more in shape and more. Right. So eventually, it's one of those like montage things. They show him. There's a lot of obviously work in the basketball gym. Like Sandler is a huge basketball fan. For those that don't know, is he a 76ers fan? I don't know specifically, but he's a huge basketball fan. He, apparently, he's actually really good at basketball. Like, obviously not pro or college good, but like, like he plays in like you know pickup leagues or just for his friends or whatever. But there's a lot of video out there apparently of him again for his age. He's in his 40s now, being pretty decent. Hmm. You wouldn't think of it, but so this movie was kind of like a passion project for him. Right. Anyways, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil where the movie goes. I've already given enough of a gist, I think, of what you can expect from it. But uh, it really surprised me with how heartfelt it was. Like I like Sandler's more dramatic turn in this. Yep. Um, it is a very cliche movie, and that could have definitely gone. It could have gone one of two ways, but I thought it just really embraced the heart of the film with this kid being away, being in the U.S., like being away from his family in Spain, and and how him and Stan were trying to help each other out because Stan wanted to be part of the team, like the NBA again, um, and he needed this, but he didn't want to like use the kid, right? right. So he forms a relationship with the kid, and he's actually um, the actor in the movie who plays this. This basketball player's name, the character, the character's name in the film is Bo Cruz, but he he's an actual he is an actual NBA player, oh, okay. current NBA player. I can't remember his exact Juan Juancho Hernandez or something. I think his name is. I saw it in the credits, but uh, don't ask what team he plays for either. I didn't look it up, but he's he is in the NBA. But he's really good for like a first time. Like he's obviously not an actor; he's an athlete playing himself with a different name, but. Uh, yeah, I thought it was really good, and uh, it's got really good reviews, good word of mouth. Um, it's like probably a two-hour movie. Like it's nothing that overstays its welcome. Not too long. 
Yeah, if you're looking for something to watch, if you see it on Netflix come up, if you see the thumbnail, you think to yourself, oh, like, what's this Adam Sandler-looking movie about basketball? It's weird, right? But no, give it a shot. If you're not hooked within the first half hour, then you're probably not going to like it, but hey, it's worth a shot. I was pleasantly surprised. Pivoting to the film that disappointed me then, I guess, <laughs> uh, also on Netflix. This one just came out a week or two ago. Maybe a week ago. Oh, this is the one that from the director of uh, Top Gun Maverick? Yes. So I think I briefly alluded to this last week or a couple yeah. weeks ago, I remember. But yeah, he so he made this movie... After Maverick. Yeah, like Maverick was basically done filming in like 2020, but it just sat on the shelf for a couple of years of yeah. COVID. So in between, he like I guess last year, he filmed this other movie for, that Netflix bought the rights to um, called Spiderhead. Right. It's based on... The screenplay is based on like a short story... That was in the New Yorker. It was this like sci-fi, um, dystopian kind of, yeah, like I said, a short story essentially that a writer, I think his name was George Saunders, wrote however many years ago. And so the screenplay takes some liberties with the short story. It has to sort of flesh it out more, obviously, to make it into like a almost two-hour movie. But the basic premise is you have this futuristic prison facility on like an island somewhere. They don't specify where. It's not important. It's not a, a real place. It's all fictional, obviously. But basically, the beginning of the movie just shows the main I mean there's a couple of main characters in the film but I guess the main actor is Chris Hemsworth it shows him like arriving to this island by plane lands a little float plane on the water and goes into this facility which looks very futuristic and uh like the island kind of yeah exactly so like I said essentially it's a futuristic prison where these these prisoners who obviously would normally be in like a state penitentiary they sign some kind of condition or release with this pharmaceutical company that they will attend this prison where they basically have free reign like they have their own rooms which aren't really cells like they're nice like hotel rooms almost they're and they they have free reign they can walk around and interact with the other prisoners they have like shared food time like basically it's basically it's like being at a luxury resort basically okay. the only condition is they're subjected to daily testing for new drugs because the right. pharmaceutical company that's trying to test new drugs on them so this is it's now it's turning into oh no what's that movie age it's not called age Old, old. Thinking of old, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this screenplay is, is a mishmash of a bunch of other ideas all into one. So the other main actor in the film, um, I think Chris Hemsworth's character's name is Steve, and there's another character called Jeff. He's played by Miles Teller, and he was also in Top Gun Maverick. He was he played Rooster, right. yeah. it was Goose's son. But so so Hemsworth is running this facility. His sorry, his character's name is Steve. So Steve runs the facility, and he subjects the prisoners, including Jeff, to these. He'll, he'll bring them into this room. It's like white, sterile room where they sit in these recliner chairs. And he's on the other side of this obser- observation window. And he says to him, like, hey, Jeff, how you doing today? And then he's, they have this, like, code, not code word per se, but a phrase they repeat throughout the movie where he says, like, uh, hey, so we're going to, like, increase. Like, they have these, like, packs installed. They don't spend a lot of time on the techno battle. They have these, basically, the prisoners have these packs installed. It looks like in the back of their spine where the okay. drugs would feed into. So he basically says to Jeff, like, hey, Jeff, we're going to administer, like, drug B6 today. Do you acknowledge? And the prisoner has to say acknowledge before they can legally activate the drugs on him. So the drugs do many things. Like, with the first drug he tests on Jeff, basically, um, he puts him in a room with an attractive female prisoner. And he he ups their drugs so that they're attracted to each other and they basically have sex. Interesting. (laughs) He calls it, like, the love drug. Uh But he tests it because he wants to see how, how long it takes to wear off. Oh. So basically, within 48 hours, him and the girl don't feel anything for each other anymore because it wore off. Uh, and there's another drug. And the, the drugs have really dumb names in the, in the movie. I don't know if, there, if that was part of the original short story or if they made it up for the film. But like, so he calls Jeff into... So basically, Jeff has sex with these two female prisoners. And then Steve calls him in. This is just a minor spoiler being in the movie, by the way. It's nothing extreme. I'm not going to get into ending spoilers. But he calls Steve calls Jeff into 
the room with him, the observation room, and he says, hey, here we got the two female, female prisoners in the same room here. He's like, I'm going to ask you to administer, what? Yeah, it's a dumb name, the drug's called Darken Flox. He's like, we're going to administer Darken Flox to one of these two women that you slept with. He's like, you're going to pick which one. And basically the, what this drug does is it causes intense physical and psychological pain to the to the prisoner, right? So Jeff refuses to pick. So then Steve basically says, okay, well, we're not going to do it today. And then a couple of days later, he calls Jeff in again and basically makes him choose one. So 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 Jeff uh, picks one of the women. And then I'm not going to spoil what happens, but something goes wrong with the administration of this drug. Something tragic happens. So that kind of kicks off the whole second half of this film, where Jeff realizes there's like this conspiracy going around this prison. That's not what it seems. So... The movie was going places for me. I was invested. Um, it didn't stick the landing for me. I think the last half hour was actually really bad. And all the screenwriters just didn't really know how to end it. Or, but yeah, it just. I'm not gonna rewatch it. It's not. It's hard for me to recommend too, because it, again, it's on Netflix. If you want something to just watch, you could do worse. <laughs> but I don't think it's gonna. It's it's got middling reviews like on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. It's not. Nobody's really talking about it. So, it is what it is. It has come. It has passed. Yeah. And then the third one I really want to talk about that really blew me away uh, is on Amazon Prime. It came out in 2021. This might have had a small theatrical release. I'm not sure exactly. Um, I think Amazon just bought, bought up the rights to distribute it. But it, the movie's called The Card Counter. And as you might expect with the t- title... Gambling. Yeah, it's about gambling. So it's got a really good cast, a very small cast. Probably only like four or five main actors in this film. But it started, the main actor is, is uh, Oscar Isaac. He's in a lot of things, like you know, from the recent Star Wars films. No. He was in, uh, not, not so you know from, well, I'm saying, uh, I'm talking about the, the audience. <laughs> like Ex Machina, um, uh, Triple Frontier. If you saw his face, you'd recognize, okay, fine. More recently, he was in Moon Knight. He was, he was the I main. I watch Moon Knight. I know, I'm just saying that for people that might know him from something, he was in the most recent well, Moon Knight Well, you said Moon Knight series. sucks, so no one should watch Moon Knight. I didn't finish it, to be fair, <laughs> but anyways, you're getting me off track here. It stars Oscar Isaac, uh, Ty Sheridan. Uh, Tiffany Haddish and Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is a small role in the film. But essentially, Oscar Isaac's character is a former military... He was like a well, he was a soldier slash interrogator. Um, and this is sort of based on true events, but they changed the names around for privacy reasons, I guess. But he was basically a, a, a military interrogator in, in, um, in Afghanistan, like after 9-11. Mm. So he would... Essentially, Willem Dafoe's character trained Oscar Isaac's character to torture prisoners for information. So, and then when the videos and photos were released of these tortures and how the prisoners were treated, Oscar Isaac's character had to go to military prison for like eight years, whereas Dafoe's character got away because he was just a contractor, like a private contractor, so he wasn't tied to the government, and they kind of let him off the hook. Okay. So, anyways, so Oscar Isaac's character basically started the movie. There's a lot of narration monologue from him he talks about how like in prison just the past time he would play cards with the other prisoners and learn how to count cards so when he got out of prison he would go to casinos mm-hmm. he would just bet small he wasn't like trying to win like millions at a time because then obviously the casino would pay attention they know he was right. counting cards and then try and like Stop him. yeah arrest <laughs> him or beat him up or something right so he would just win small bets here and there and then when he saw it when he thought they were catching on to him he would just go to another casino or move around right so it shows like he has a very like lonely existence because obviously he's doesn't really have any friends or family. It just shows him going from casino to casino playing. Um, mostly, like, he plays blackjack. He plays a little bit of poker. But it's kind of cool. He does explain. He explains the systems behind. Well, the card counting is mainly for blackjack. But he also explains how, you know, when you're playing poker, it's more about reading your opponent. Mm. You know, how to bluff and stuff like that. So very basic card terms for people that know how to play poker or blackjack. It, it does a good job explaining it to people. But 
anyway, the movie, uh, I'm not going to spoil it because I think it's a fantastic film. And I really encourage people to watch it, but it essentially happens with, so I guess what I'll just set up here that I'll leave it with this. So there's a character like in his 20s. I'm so bad with names right now. I cannot remember the character's name in the film, but he, he, he like follows Oscar Isaac's character around. So he, he, he confronts him one day at one of the casinos and he says, hey, do you remember my father, Roger so-and-so? And and Ostrich's character is like, yeah, and he's like, he's like, that's the sons that you served with my dad in, in in Iraq, and he when he got back, he had PTSD and he killed himself, right? Okay. And so the son is saying, I want to catch the guy responsible for what happened to my dad, which happened to be the Willem Dafoe character. So, uh. the, so the son wants to kill Willem Dafoe's character and wants Ostrich to help him. So that's where the second half of the plot kind of kicks in, where he he wants to help this kid out. He doesn't want to kill Willem Dafoe's character. He wants to just help the kid move on from it. So he kind of like takes him under his wing, teaches him how to count the cards, and he follows, this kid follows him along and all these other... He gets into like poker tournaments because he wants to win big money so he can just give the money to the kid to pay off his right. college debts and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's... it's I don't know. It's like a probably two, just under two-hour movie. Really good pacing. It is... I mean, it is slow. Like, there's not any action or anything in this film, really. It's a drama. But I was really impressed with the, the writing. and the, like, It was written and directed by uh, Paul Schrader. He's a really good writer and director. He's been around for like 40, 50 years in the industry. He's worked with Martin Scorsese on a lot of films, and it really impressed me. It was a really good film. Um, that I would recommend anybody that likes like a slow burn drama. I feel like the it's got good like the casino background, like it's a good cinematography and everything. So interesting. Yeah, it was very interesting. The card counter. So I out of those threes, I would be most interested in the second one. So <laughs> the second one, the second one is the most like Hollywood film, right? Oh. Like Spiderhead is the most like I guess entertaining on the base surface. Why the heck is it called Spiderhead? I honestly can't remember why they don't. I don't think they explain in the movie why they need the penitentiary. That it's just it must have something to do with the short story. But mm. anyways, this is already running a little longer. I'm looking at the time now. It's running longer than I expected tonight. So I'm going to get into the main topic. I apologize in advance for anybody that was expecting something sports related tonight. I screwed up and I thought today was movies. So I had a movie. Like, well, not really movies per se. I had something to do with acting in mind. So I'll, I'll just come up with a sports one next week because I don't have one off the top of my head right now. But the one we're going to talk about is. Probably won't take longer than 10 minutes anyways, because um, I haven't prepped you on it beforehand, so you don't know what we're going to say. But I want to talk about, and this isn't necessarily related to movies, it could be also TV shows. Actually, it might even be more geared towards TV shows and series than it is movies. But I want you to, te- we'll, we'll bounce ideas off each other, I want you to tell me your favorite side characters, characters, not actors, side characters in films or TV shows. And what I'm going to use for the definition of a side character, that's where it might apply more to TV shows like sitcoms and stuff, is I'm going to say... Because obviously TV shows have, you have like a main cast. Like if we're talking about Seinfeld, you know, you got your main four friends, like Jerry, George, Elaine, and Kramer. So anybody outside of them, I would classify as a side character. Basically, it's someone who doesn't appear in every episode. Like someone who's in maybe like, they, they pop up here and there in small roles. The same character, obviously, unless they, unless they play different roles. But So if you want to say, like, I'll, kick, I'll kick off an example since I mentioned Seinfeld already. I would say outside of the main four, because there's so, like, I know you weren't a big Seinfeld fan growing up, but I definitely watched a ton of it when I was younger. And one of my favorite there's so many to pick from in Seinfeld history. There's just, like, literally, you could pick from, like, like not hundreds, maybe, but dozens of them. Um, but my favorite consistent, like, side character, I think, would be George's father. Because he uh, was... I'm trying, no, I'm, trying, yeah, I'm so bad with names tonight. I can't try to remember what George's dad's name was on the show. I mean, the actor was Jerry Stiller. who was a fantastic character. He was also on King of Queens. Mm. He played, like, Carrie's dad in King of Queens. And he played George's dad in Seinfeld. And if, in case you were wondering if you had the last name, yeah, he was Ben Stiller's dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was? Well, he dog being Ben Stiller's dad? Sorry, I meant he, he is Ben Stiller's okay. dad. He passed away two years ago. So, 
not around anymore, unfortunately, to act. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, okay, I'll give you, I'll, I'll, I'll throw you a softball one for some, a show that you can give me an answer on. Uh, Gilmore Girls. So let's say outside of the family. So obviously you can't say Lorelai, you can't say the Lorelai's, you can't say Emily or what was the, what was the father's name? I don't remember. Uh, um, I'd probably say Mrs. Kim. Why that one? Yeah. She is hilarious. Um, I, I love her character arc also where in the, the, the first uh, few seasons, she's like a hard ass. Like you think that she's just the Bible thumping mom that's trying to suppress her kid, um, which is, seems like the case. And then as the seasons go on, Lane leaves home. She joins a band. She gets pregnant. And Mrs. Kim starts like kind of making things work like kind of coming like meeting her halfway meeting her halfway yeah yeah. Uh, and sometimes Lorelai has to be in the middle of it like to get them there but yeah I think she's she's just so funny and good at pretending she's a hard ass because in real life she's just not so it was it was she's very entertaining does that character appear in most of the episodes, no, would you say? she's barely no, in any very, of them. Very limited. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that makes the definition of a side character, yeah. I would say. So I was going to say initially, I know I said no family, but I was also going to, I didn't think you were going to say this one anyway, but for Gilmore Girls, I was also going to say maybe exclude Luke, because he's in a lot of He's in most of the show. Yeah. So. He's in the family. He's married now. Well, yeah. He's, he eventually becomes into the family, but... Um, all right, another example I got. It's funny that I, I was thinking about this now. I, I don't want to fall into this trend of me just picking father characters, but this one also stands out to me. Because um, to me, there's not that many recurring side characters in Friends. Okay. Like, obviously, you have your main, the main group in Friends. Yes. And there's a lot of guest stars and cameos on the show, but those are all kind of one-offs for the most part. So I was trying to think of one that where a character had maybe, like, I don't know, four or five recurring uh, appearances. And it would be, uh, and only because I really like the actor, and, and his scenes always crack me up. Uh, he, he's, he plays Rachel's dad on the show, so Dr. Green. He was played by, sorry, yeah, no, it was played, yeah. Uh, the actor, this actor also passed away, just like Jerry Stiller. So his actor's name was Ron Liebman. He's a great uh, character actor for many decades. He was also, funny enough, he was also, uh, he did a great voice acting job in, in Archer, like the animated mm. show. He, he married married Mallory's character in one of the seasons. He was Ron, you know, the Ron Cadillac. <laughs> but uh, anyways, in, in the in Friends, he's he's Rachel's like hard ass dad, and he's he's just got a great a great voice, like a very authoritarian voice, and he's he's very animated, and he has a lot of good scenes, not only with Rachel but with Ross in the show. Mm-hmm. Like I watched one the other day. There was a YouTube clip that came across like my in my recommended, and I watched it. And I couldn't. I watched like the whole like twelve minute clip because it was so funny. It was just it was when Rachel. Was trying to tell her dad that she was pregnant and it was Ross that got her pregnant, right? right? And so then like the dad goes to confront Ross and it's just the whole exchange is amazing. Like it's just Yeah. So, something about sitcom writing in the nineties was just so good. Like I don't know. It was it's mostly based on the actors that, that pulled it off, but um 'cause I'm not I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the Seinfeld friends like the the audio the that we call it audience laughter. Like all the, the laugh tracks. All the, yeah, laugh tracks and stuff. But it works in some cases like like these ones. So yeah, I thought he was a really good character on, on Friends. Um, what's another one for you? Um, well, since you watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy, can you think of one that maybe... Uh, I don't know. Like, What would you consider the main cast? Honestly, because of all the actors that have... Just come and gone? Yeah, I would say the main cast is really just going to be... What do you call it? Uh, Meredith uh, and the other two doctors that are still on the show. The, the long term. Oh, you would call... The... I'm not going to spoil. Um, I mean, like... I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say Dempsey, obviously, because he was mean. 
Okay, no. but I'm uh, my favorite character. I think she was in every episode though before she left. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you count her as a main person. Would be Christina Yang, Sandra Oh. I mean, I think she, I would count her as part of the main cast, but I understand why. Okay, well, because Grace is kind of a weird example. So yeah, why? Well, why do you like her so much then? Out of all the other um, actors on the show, she just she was so <laughs> she was so self centered, but in like a funny way. Like her and Meredith each called each other their person. So. They just looked out for each other. They were everything to each other. But Christina still always had to have the upper hand. She always had to be the best at everything. Um, and then she got. She was supposed to get married. And then the, the, her wedding scene was super funny. I just love how, no matter what, she's she's number one. So uh, she was a very admirable character. But then she left. How many seasons ago did she leave? Do you know many, many. Oh, like a long time ago. Many. Because they're on like what season are they on now? Seventeen. So she probably left, what, like season 9 or 10, something like that? I think even earlier. Really, eh? Yeah. Long ago. I heard she was really good on that other show. Maybe this is why she left it. There's another show she's been doing for four or five seasons, which I think actually just wrapped up recently. It was called Killing Eve. Yes, I did hear she's awesome on that, too. Mm -hmm. But I do, I I miss her. Like, she's one of the characters that has never come back after leaving. Right. Like, they mention Mm -hmm. her sometimes. Like, they'll say, like, oh, Meredith is calling her. And they'll have a picture of her on her phone. But she's, like, most of the characters that have left do come back to make some appearance. Like, even Dempsey made an appearance last season. And mm-hmm. Dempsey and Pompeo hate each other. But yeah. they still made it work. But, yeah, Sanders never come back. Um, I'll pivot to an animated example. Mm-hmm. Not that I have many to go on here. but I was going to say one, too. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say Bob's Burgers. Do you have Bob's Burgers one or no? What are you? You're going to say, what's his face? Teddy? Teddy, yeah. Yeah, it's Teddy for sure. It's kind of it's almost skewing the line of him being a regular character because he's in probably almost every episode, yeah. but he's not part of the main family, and right. his role, his 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 appearances on the show are mostly kept to like a a minute or two at a time. So he's not, but yeah, his his character is just, and and I even love like rewatching the the series recently with Lucas. I love the, how the animation sort of changed over the first couple seasons to what it is now. Like it started out. You know, just like how most, like, you know, Simpsons and South Park, they all started out with, like, lower animation just because of the budget they had at the time. And then as the series get bigger and they get more money to spend mm. or better technology to use, the animation gets a bit smoother. But the earlier seasons of Bob's Burgers and just the way Teddy looks when they animate his leg, he, he, he comes across in the newer seasons as much more of a desperate loser character. In the beginning, he just seemed like kind of a dumb oaf. <laughs> like, he was a good, well-meaning, just, like, kind of simple guy that just said... He had a very sad life. He always made, would mention like his ex-wife leaving him, or what was the, when, what season was like the boat episode in? Oh, that's like four or five. Okay, yeah, so. that was a good one. Yeah, the boat episode. Was that, good. that just. But it, it's it's sad. his it's just his voice actor that sells it for me. Mm-hmm. And when he gets into like shouting matches with Bob from time to time, it's mm-hmm. he's a great side character, Teddy. I would from that show. I would have picked um, Linda's sister. Oh, Gail. Yeah, yeah. people love Gail. You know, you know, you know who does her voice? Do you recognize no. the voice? It's um, the. The woman from Will and Grace, not Grace. Oh, the Karen? other, yeah, it's Karen. Oh, yeah. I love Karen. <laughs> I miss Will and Grace. I want to rewatch Will and Grace. This is what this has done to me. Since I since I kind of brought that up, can you think of a character on that show? A side character. I mean, I guess okay. If we just exclude Will and Grace, that oh, leaves... it would be Karen. Okay, for sure. Not the what's the other guy's name? Jack. Yeah. Is that the other Jack, yeah, Jack. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was gonna do a different animated show. I was okay. gonna do South Park. Okay, well, that's a good one. Yeah, there's lots of choice on that one. Um, so. for me though. I don't know if you would count this as a main character also. I don't think he's in every episode, but I would have chosen Butters. 
No, butters for sure counts. Yeah. I would only keep the main four yeah, boys as, as the main counts. Oh, I love butters. Oh, yeah, butters that. for sure is. Don't I, I know what you're going to pick, but butters is just so adorable. So like, who would, like, I, who would I pick from that show? I know show? who you'd pick. Oh, yeah, you know what yeah. <laughs> um, Randy. Yes. Yeah. Just, it's just butters have, sitting on the toilet backwards just so he has a, a ledge for his comic book uh, and chocolate milk. He's just so adorable. He's the innocent child. Yes. But, yeah. He's so adorable. I remember he has... He, he he is the punching bag of the show. Like the kids obviously mistreat him a lot, and but there sometimes there's a few moments that he shines through with like a, a bit of wisdom from his, being like just a little sweet naive boy. I remember yeah. the one remember the one episode when he would go to that the little restaurant they had called Raisins, yeah, like which was like a childhood like a, a kid's version of Hooters, yes. And he fell in love with one of the Raisins girls, yes. and they, he thought she was dating him because he kept like going back to see her, and she was just leading him on for tips or whatever. Yeah, and eventually like he's. I remember at the end of the episode, he's kind of like just like crying outside in the rain and standing, and the other kids come along. They're like, you know, what are you sad about? Or I don't remember the exact exchange, but Butters has this like little profound speech about how like, well, I'm, he's like, I'm sad, but I'm also happy because it happened and I got to experience something that felt nice, even though it turned out bad. He's like, that's part of life or something like that. He has this like this little <laughs> moment of like profound childhood wisdom. Right. And, yeah. I don't know. No, you're right. Butters is a great character. Um, I'll pivot to another sitcom. It is most of these you're gonna come are gonna come from sitcoms or. or mm. Um. By the way, do you know what sitcom stands for? Situational comedy. Yes. Okay. I thought that was a commonly known thing. I just wanted to know if you knew it. I didn't find that out until like a while ago. Really? Yeah. Oh. I know. I never cared what the word meant before, but then when I heard it, I thought, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like. I always try to figure out what um, like short forms are short for, mm-hmm. so I don't look stupid one day. Okay. Like this. Well, there you go. You got it. Uh, I know you're gonna roll your eyes as long as you hate the show anyway. But I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Terrible show. I know. So you don't know outside outside of the main cast because obviously you can't choose any of the the four. Right. It's only five. Well, Count, Count DeVito, which you would because he's a regular. Um. So there's a for those that watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. There's a character on the show called Rickety Cricket. Uh, that's his like nickname. Obviously, his original name was like Matthew. Matthew. Myers or something. I don't remember his name. Nothing's not important, but the character goes through from all the way back in like season one. He goes through this this steep decline. He starts out as a normal, like he's he's a priest that like used to date D in high school or something. So D, for whatever scheme she's running in one of these episodes, I can't remember the exact scenario, but she wanted to get married. So she kind of like convinces this guy because he used to be in love with her to like marry her. So he like leaves the leaves the church, leaves the priesthood to marry her. Then it's of course typical D. She's like, yeah, I kind of changed my mind. I don't want to do that anymore. And he's like, well, I already left the church. She's like. Well, that's not really my problem. So then he turns into like, you know, it turns out him being like homeless and he becomes like a drug addict in later seasons. And then his appearance just gradually, it's a running joke, his appearance declines over the years. Like he keeps, he's coming up with more and more stories about how he gets like attacked when he's on the street, like homeless, he gets attacked or burned or something. And then he, he gets more disfigured, like scarring. And he just, he turns it, his teeth get all like, <laughs> the characters decline, like the makeup they put on this guy is amazing. He looks like just like a normal, like the actor is a good looking guy, but they give him this terrible makeup and like hair pieces to wear to make him look like his hair's falling out and everything. And, and the gang is just always so bad to him. You feel so bad for him all the time. And, um, but the actor, he's a great actor too, because he really sells this like depravity that he falls into, and mm-hmm. how much he always blames the gang for turning him into this life. And every time he shows him an episode, you're just like, yeah, it's cricket. Like I love cricket. He's such a good actor. But only if you watch shows, you know what I'm talking about. You have no idea. So, and you don't want to watch shows, so I get it. That's fine. Nope, don't want to watch it at all. We've done a lot of TV shows. Can we think of any examples of movies? Side characters in movies. Like, it'd have to pretty much come from a movie series. Yeah, you could say, like, a trilogy or something. Or even... 
I mean, okay, well, like Harry Potter. Let's say Harry Potter. You watch all the movies. What? Uh, so obviously you can't say Ron, Harry, or, or Hermione. So out of that, you could pick a teacher or one of the other students if you want. I mean, if it's a teacher, it's like probably it's an obvious choice. It's not fair because I have the books to reference. Like the, You mean like you prefer the character in the books compared to their movie yes. counterpart? Well, what's the example you were thinking of? Like, I love Professor Lupin. I okay. think he's super That's cool fair. in the books. You don't, you don't like the I think he's choice? fine in the movies, yeah. but I think he's cooler in the books. Uh, he's my favorite. Was, like, favorite side character. When you, from what you read in the books, how did how did Sirius Black turn out in the movies? Did you like his oh, portrayal? Oh, Sirius Black did great. Yeah. Yes, for sure. He was What about, um, awesome. what about, um, oh my gosh, I'm so terrible. Names tonight. Uh, Bellatrix. Yeah, yeah, she was perfect for the role. Like the casting was pretty on point yes. for the movies, right? Like that's I always say how they should do like a remake of all the movies again, but you could never match the teachers again. Like, what about? I, I know one character, one of the teachers that it's probably the same in the books, but that fans of the movies love to hate is the um, Umbridge. Like Umbridge. Oh, Dolores Umbridge. Yeah. Was she good in the movies compared to what you expected from the books? Like. Uh, she was nicer in the movies compared to the books. Really? Yeah. yeah. No, she's way worse in the books. Mm-hmm. Way worse. Okay. It's easier to usually use TV series for these examples because there's usually so many more episodes. You can pick out different, more, more yeah. examples of recurring characters. But um, Not Simpsons? Yeah, I mean, we can talk about I mean, there's so many on The Simpsons. What's one that stands out to you? You go first. Oh, boy. So many. Um... Groundskeeper Willie seems like an easy one because he's always... You like Groundskeeper Willie? Well, he's always so animated, whether he's yeah, like a Skinner or... I don't know if that would be my top choice. I'm just saying off the top of my head. I'll poo have a lot of good moments. <laughs> like he, he has some good character arc, too. Like his he whole does. thing with like his parents coming back from India to meet him. He tries to like fake the marriage with Marge. Yeah. Like, and then he actually does marry Manjula, but then they have like the eight kids. Yes. And then that whole subplot. Um, even like, okay, for a one-off, because there's not many... Well, that's not true. There was a lot of guest stars on The Simpsons back in the day, but a good one-off character that stood out I to me, see. probably because of the, the voice actor who unfortunately has, has passed away since then. This is back in, going back to the 90s at this point, but there's the one episode, remember, where Mr. Burns had a son? Uh, no. Larry Burns? You remember Larry Burns? Larry. Yeah. Okay, I think I Homer do. meets him, like, he was, like, selling stuff outside the train. And it, so he's voiced by Rodney Dangerfield, which for, you wouldn't, probably don't know the name, but he's a legendary comedian. Like, he's in, like, the Caddyshack films and... He did a bunch of comedy in the like eighties and nineties. Anyways, he passed away a while ago. But yeah, he was his his hijinks with with Homer in that one episode was was fantastic. I think this is The Simpsons where I don't know the actor's name. Everybody loves Raymond guy. Ray Romano. Yeah, Ray Romano was, was he was he in an episode? I was think it? wasn't he helping like Homer fix his roof and then but he turned oh like, yeah imaginary yeah, yeah 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 you're right that was a good episode that, that is a good one. I think they did call his character Ray in the. Right, in the, oh, yeah. they did, yeah. yeah. But like, nobody home. else saw him. He's yeah, like, oh, he's real. I promise. You're right. That is going okay. So it's funny since you brought that up. Why don't we pivot to that for a second? You used to watch that show, right? I love it. Everybody loves Raymond. Raymond. Okay. Do I know any side characters though? Well, we can. For this one, we'll say let's just say you can't choose Ray or Deborah. So I would have chose Ray's brother then. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be Robert. Yeah. Yeah, he was. <gasps> he was a great character actor. He's a good actor in general. I'm just saying he was really good on the show too. He had that voice. And the size, he was just so intimidating. <laughs> but um, I would, I was also going to bring up another show. Okay, what's that? Uh, that seventy show. It's a good one. I mean, are you going to say Red? Uh, I was going to choose oh. Kitty, Kitty over Red. Kitty's great. Yeah, I mean Kitty and Red, they're both fantastic. Yes. The dynamic, they're like the best. Like parent, they're better than parents. Donna's parents. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, best parents are Caillou's parents. Why? Because <laughs> I love Caillou's parents. 
They have so much patience. I, I love how they. I love how they made fun of Caillou in a recent episode of Family Guy. That's you can't make fun yeah. of Caillou. That's just rude. No, it's funny. Like they were just saying how like <laughs> how boring Caillou's dad is. Like Peter was saying no. in Family Guy, how he's like, I'm gonna meet Caillou's dad. We're gonna sit on the swings at the park and eat unsalted crackers. <laughs> like, yeah. But they just, they're just great parents. They just, they just always have the right answers. I don't like that show. And they're so chill. I don't like Caillou. Nobody likes Caillou. <laughs> but I love his parents. <laughs> All right, well, you and I didn't technically finish the series. I think we watched enough episodes to get the gist of it. Uh, person of interest. So let's, let's, say, let's say you can't choose Reese or, um, what was the other, the, architect, the guy who created the program. What was his oh, name? Oh, I forget. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You can't choose those two. You can choose anybody else on the show. Um... I only really have the first season to go on. So you're going to choose the cop, Carter? Then? I would have chose Carter, Carter. over the and other she, one. She had a good arc. Like, she through did. Through the few seasons or whatever. Um, she doesn't listen very well, though. <laughs> I would have said... Uh, do you remember how it's like season one kind of ended? Yes. With you know, the other character they introduced called Root? Yeah, but she was, she's in season two mostly, isn't she? Well, she has a bigger role in season two, but she's, she was throughout the whole series. She became a recurring character. Okay wasn't every episode per se but she was a big part of the plot after like season one mm. so i would probably say her i liked her character arc she yeah was, she was I smart she was like her. a female of reese oh i but, like reese yeah but. um yeah that's a good show gotta, so gotta finish that someday do you want to even though we've only watched the one season so far do you want to like shout out anything from the witcher outside I, outside oh. of Geralt, obviously like, did you like Yennefer? Did I you like, adore Yennefer. You like the Yennefer from the Netflix show? Like, you like her I love portrayal? Yennefer. Okay. What about the bard, like, Jaskier? Oh, well, he has... He has he's he's got He's got the song, the most he memorable song. There's nobody I don't like in The Witcher. Yeah, no, the casting was pretty on point for that first season. Again, we haven't done season two yet, Well, I wonder why. Yes, I know. It's my fault. Uh, Toss it going to the <laughs> Witcher, oh, valley of dungeon. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap this up. What the email, email question for this episode? Um, I mean, again, as with most, most of our questions are just a play off of our main question, main topic of the of the episode. So I guess we'll just ask you guys, what are some of your favorite side characters? And use that, you use that definition loosely, um, as we've taken some liberties with that tonight as well. But your favorite side character in a movie or TV series? I mean, and please explain why if you do send us an email. Why? <laughs> no, don't just say, I like this character. Give us a reason why. Uh, what's the email? Shout out, sir. When opposites react at gmail.com. All right. Uh, well, I'm gonna, we're going to wrap this up so Sarah can edit it. Uh, are you going to watch any GDQ tonight? You think? Depends how long this takes. True. Me. I know, yeah. I don't think, thankfully, I don't think we have to edit too much out of this. There wasn't too much dead air. I don't think I did too many sniffles tonight or anything. Thanks. I've been trying to be partial. I'm not even like, like scratching my stubble into the yeah, mic or anything. I know those so, too, yeah. I know. I do that when I. You do a lot of sounds that you don't know you do. Like, there was a bunch of times I, I I know I have to pull out. From what? What did I do? When you finish a sentence, sometimes yeah. you make, like, a weird breathing in sound to start another sentence. Breathing? I, I do, like, an inhale. Yeah. No, you make, like, a weird mouth sound. <laughs> like, oh, I, when I find it, I'll point it out I to you. I believe you. I'm just... No, when I find it, now I'm going to point it out to you. Okay. It's like a... It's like a sloping weird sound. sound. Weird. weird sound. Yeah, weird. I know. I have to put them all out. <laughs> okay. I'll make your life hard. I know. <laughs> well... I hope uh, you guys got a lot of use out of tonight's episode, um, whether it's one of the three movies that I mentioned. I mean, really only two of them recommendations, but if you like, if you want to watch any of those three, go for it. Uh, and hopefully yeah, you found the actor, the character discussion entertaining. Hopefully maybe some of you can 
uh, agree with the examples we mentioned, maybe you disagree. We'd also like to hear that in an email if you don't like one of those characters. Or give reason. us a show that we didn't remember. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> give us your own examples. We'd love to hear some other ones. Uh, or just comment on any past episodes. If you're just catching up, we'd love to hear from any topic. Just make sure you mention the episode number if you can in the email so we can trace it for you. And uh, yeah, we will be back uh, same time next week and I'll try and come up with a sports topic for next week. So on that note, we are out. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great night. And we'll be back next week. Bye.